This thing we all struggle with, but rarely do I hear people admit it out loud. Mm. So let's see how Brian and Ron will do. Okay. So this thing is actually one of the commandments. It's but in in the Bible it's called Do you struggle with Yes, at times. I just rang a bell for you. Thank you. Oh, man. (laughs) You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. The scary ones, the ones that make you feel uncomfortable, that's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle. I'm Brian. And if you don't want to miss anything, just hit that subscribe button. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. This thing, it's envy. Do you struggle with envy? I don't like, you know, you typically think of, you see the friend of yours who you graduated from high school with and he went a different path and made a lot of money and now he's got a red sports car convertible and drives everywhere with the top down. No, that's, I wouldn't want that anyway. Right, right. Um, but I do envy at times, like some people have, I'm trying to think of, of a realistic, yeah. that doesn't sound too dorky, mm-hmm. but you know. No, it's mm-hmm. okay. Sound dorky. Okay. <laughs> I won't I, be alone then. I, I do covet guys who have a little workshop out back and they've got it with huh. the, with the, uh, the suction so that all the sawdust gets pulled away and it's Ooh. not all piled up yeah. on the floor and you got to sweep it afterwards. Those spoiled men. Yeah. And all my, well, the vast majority of my tools were either given to me or, you know, I, I well, yeah, given yeah. one way or another. Yeah. Didn't pay for most of the big tools, which, you know, I'm, I'm blessed and thankful for that. But, you know, sometimes I still get a little persnickety about having uh, to clean yeah. up after myself. Yeah. I, I think it's my personal theory that, that we all have maybe one or two sins that we particularly struggle with, mm-hmm. but I don't think anyone's immune to envy. You know That's what I mean? Such yeah. a, isn't that a strong word? Envy? Like envy, yeah. Sounds like you feel a little guilty. Here. I know. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> when I'm a I, sinner. When I saw this article, I was like, what? We got to talk about that out, out loud and like on air? Because I think we all struggle with it, but... Rarely do we say, oh, man, yes, I am and envy. I think we even hide it from ourselves. I well, don't yeah. even think we like to tell ourselves we envy people. Well, yeah, be- because we it- say things like it's not fair. Yeah. It's Ooh, not fair that. Good point. It's not fair that mm-hmm. any time you finish that sentence, yes. isn't that envious in some way? Yeah. Kids do that all the time. J- uh, Joey has a cell phone and I don't have one. That's not fair. Yeah. Uh, Katie got a new car for her 16th birthday. I don't even get one. Yeah. Not even a used one. That's not fair. And even at the root of envy, (laughs) you're saying maybe that's why it's hard to identify too. We flip it. And like the way we frame it for ourselves is that person doesn't deserve it. I do. So there's something wrong with that person (laughs) that they got it. There's something wrong with even, even though we wouldn't say this, like God, did you get this right? Like that belongs to me. I should have that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and for for adults, instead of saying it's not fair, maybe we say things like, that's ridiculous. Look at that. Mm-hmm. 
that's ridiculous. Yeah. Actually means <laughs> I want that. They shouldn't have it. They don't deserve it. I yeah. should be that ridiculous. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't they know me? I deserve that more than them. Yeah. yeah. Like yesterday, I drove, I was driving from the radio station and I passed two Teslas in a row. And I was like, this is ridiculous. People with their Teslas. And I was like, oh. I kind of want one. Oh. Mm, I wouldn't that be great? <laughs> wouldn't have to pay for gas ever again? They go yeah. like zero to 60 in like negative seconds. Well, I don't know about that. Janelle and I got to ride in one once and she screamed like that scream you're I having there. I did. <laughs> I don't think that person's ever going to have me in their car again. I straight up. I was up, embarrassed. I was like, I screamed and then I said, oh, I'm going to die. You remember? Exactly. I'm going to die. Yeah, because they hit the gas. He had to have been thinking like, wow, you've never <laughs> been out anywhere. Like, what is wrong yeah, with Yeah, but would a, would a Tesla get you all the way from your new house to the station yeah, in not. one fill? Probably not. That's the problem. That's right. You need a Tesla. But even sitting in there, you know, you sit in the guy's Tesla and you're like, wow, this is really nice. And you don't Mm -hmm. think to yourself, it's so nice that this person has that. Isn't that great? Thank you, Lord, for blessing this person. Right. You're kind of like, wow, I would sure like one of these. (laughs) Isn't that envy? That's exactly. Yeah. So envy is simply uh, you you see there's a discrepancy between what you have and what this other person has. You want what this other person has. And at the same time, you feel both inferior because you don't have it. And you feel sort of these hostile emotions like anger and a bit of resentment that this person has it and you don't. So it can range all the way from as benign as admiration, which there's nothing wrong with, to um, very malicious envy where you want what the person has and you'd be very willing to destroy um, what this person has if you can't enjoy it. And we're talking about a struggle that we've all admitted here in studio we have. Maybe you struggle with it. And it's something we don't admit to others rarely admit to others, even to ourselves, and that's envy. And I like, Brian, the way you you phrased it about, really, it's entitlement. And it's very oh, yeah. well connected to, I sh- like, it's pride. Like, I should have that. I was even thinking, like, all the times I you're driving behind somebody slow, who's going, like, at or below the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Now someone's going to email, you drive over the speed limit. Oh. Yes, I do. So... <gasps> You can tell on me. Oh, man. But no, it's like, I kind of go, how is it that you have nothing to do that you can go so slow <laughs> that you can arrive just whenever? <gasps> yeah. Isn't that envy in and of itself that I don't have less to do? Yeah. I'm envious that they don't, they're they not in a hurry? Yeah. I don't know, because I always think for the guy who goes rocketing past me, I, I'm like, dude, you you have the same 24-hour day. You could plan your time a little better, and you wouldn't need oh to be <laughs> zooming by me to get somewhere on time. So you mean Ron Eastwood's never been irritated by the person in front of him that's going just below the speed limit? Yes, I have plenty of times. Yeah. And so, but what's the core of the irritation? I, I'm arguing it could possibly be envy. That, wow, mm. you're, you're that, you could go that slow that you have nowhere to go? Yeah. You're so selfish, yeah. you only care about yourself? I, I never think about their motives that way. I, I'm just more irritated, like, come on, you got five miles an hour faster in the speed limit. You've got that much more grace. Let's do it. Let's move. Instead of, Lord, uh, thank you that this person is yeah. so relaxed. Yeah. yeah. Bless them for their relaxation. <laughs> How much safer we are in a world going this slow, <laughs> oh, except goodness. when I have to pass him on the double yellow line and then <laughs> I risk my life because of him. <laughs> 
So you you had admit you obviously you struggle with envy. It, it manifests itself in that way. What is it? Something you've struggled with? Um, I got over time a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. But I think if any Christian examines their life, I mean, we all struggle at some measure with envy. Yeah. I mean, Ron is a super superhuman in many ways. He said he struggles with it. So if Ron oh, does, yeah. I mean, we certainly all do. Yeah. But I, I mean, yeah, absolutely, I do. You know how it is. It's like, it's there's always just a, something a little bit more you wish you had. Yeah. And con- and connected, it's connected with people, which is why I find the urgency not just to talk about it, but to do something about it. Like, how can you? Because those in- inner sins are j- difficult. Because how do you get rid of those thoughts? I've I've mm-hmm. always struggled with that. It's easy to say, don't watch such and such, or don't, you know, even don't lie. But the heart condition. I find more difficult to address. And this is very much a heart condition. And it produces fruit in our lives. So in this article that suggests ways to find envy, she, uh, this person says, because God is gracious enough to faithfully reveal this sin in my heart and showing me the many ways it presents itself in my relationship, it's either in person or online. And hello, hi, the highlight of envy shows up in Instagram Facebook, when you see the pictures of some, for some people, it could be the tidy house, or I've heard a lot of people struggling with the many mm-hmm. trips <laughs> this couple takes or this person takes. Mm-hmm. I know, I know a lot of people envy when they see my grandchildren and they wish theirs could be as cute as mine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. No, I see what she's doing here, Ron. I'm, I'm going to pull a Len. Whenever I'm hanging out with Len, oh, I'll talk to him goodness. and he goes, I see what you're doing. <laughs> you're trying like, to trap me. I know, right, trick- right. We have yet to hear all about your envious thoughts. I'm the one leading the conversation. I ask questions. You said That's what nothing you do. about your own envy. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah, I know what you're doing because I do it. I know. Let's spend a minute and let's hear um, what does Janelle Neville's envy. Go ahead. So, yes, I do struggle with envy. I envy I, people oh, who don't work so as hard ugly. as me. No, 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 no. I, I work too hard, Brian. <laughs> I care too much. Um, For me, it's been... Either seeing a relationship, like let's say a marriage relationship that seems to have it all together, like especially if they're really lovable in public, mm-hmm. that's, I I struggle with that. Because <laughs> whenever you try to kiss Len in public, he goes, exactly. what are you trying to prove? <laughs> For real. I'm like, wow, like look at them. They're so in love or they got, you know, life together in that in that sense but it's more than i mean it's it's really the root of it it's envy or women that seem to have it together like their life is in order because i i know myself i see myself so i feel scattered and so when i see women that just have it figured out and are very like you know those women that talk really calm and they're person like that like people that are like home but yeah like i envy that and so so when i see what it creates you know especially when i see this article and it identifies like wow the way it affects you and your relationships it shows me the urgency to address it but i want to dig deeper into your your issues here so how come we didn't dig deep into yours it's not my fault you didn't (laughs) so how does it manifest itself for you is it like the, the sweetness of oh look at how much they have it together no. oh lord bless them is it come out in irritation anger straight up jealousy 
Like, what's the internal dialogue when you see the woman who's got it all together? Um, so I'll feel it at the time, but it won't be like, oh, I'm envious of her. It'll be like, man, how does she have it all together? Or I'll even question and do what you say. I wonder if she really does, which is messed up. Envy does that. You know, like either you'll talk bad about the person that it doesn't man- manifest itself. Well, actually, let me keep it real. Yes, it does. Like you'll see, let's say that person at a Bible study and to your friend, you'll be like, yeah, right, please. Your car is probably all messed up. It'll be like, ha, ha, ha. Like, you know, That's women good. do that. Ha, yeah. ha. Guys, I'm sure do that as well. But behind that is we'll tell each other, man, why are y'all hating? That's hating. <laughs> You know, like, why mm-hmm. can't she just be, yeah, she does have it all together. And celebrate that and be good with that. But I also what, like your, your your window, though. Sorry for jumping in, but you, you gave a little bit window. It could manifest itself in almost a self-loathing as well, right? Yes, I, yes. I, I, I totally agree with your, with your out, with kind of the, the irritation and anger with other people. Like, yeah. I bet if you saw her bedroom, it's a mess. Yeah. That living room looks nice, but ha. Yeah, she put it all in the in the bedroom. But there is an inner talk and an inner loathing, and so the way I've identified it in myself is in restlessness, because I know that envy and lack of contentment doesn't have anything to do with your circumstances. You know, it's a it's a it's a heart issue, and so you're constantly trying to keep up. Whether it's with the Joneses, it, like physically, mm-hmm. the stuff that you buy. Who are they? Or, I don't know anyone with the last name Jones. And it'll be, and it'll be <laughs> like, what is it? Labeled as I'm trying to, like I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to improve myself. And so you'll see, you'll see with Instagram, you'll see these pictures and be like, oh my house should be cleaner. So you're constantly cleaning, and all oh, my kids, you'll see the woman with the great kids, and so, so you're constantly trying to shape yourself. So that your life looks like whoever it is that you're trying to keep up with. So restlessness and lack of contentment, like you're not satisfied. That's the way it can manifest itself in my life. And so the person in the article connects it to like with some people, how does how does it manifest itself? It could be anger. I don't know if maybe men connect more with that. Can you connect with that? With what? Sometimes envy presents itself with anger. Mm. Like oh, I've sure. heard with, let's say, so-and-so gets the promotion that you should have gotten. Oh, yeah. No, I think I think it could manifest itself in anger. But as Ron mm-hmm. described it, it's just more pure, unadulterated jealousy. Yeah. It's like, I wish I had that dust collection system for my tools. <laughs> yeah. I want one. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's but, so cool that he has it. You're not as much mad mm-hmm. at him as you are like just wanting that. Yeah, for me, at least. I don't... I can't think of anything. I'm sure there probably is, but I can't think of anything where I'd, I would be mad about someone getting it instead of me. Not even a promotion? That one, when you mentioned that, I thought, yeah, yeah I could see that one. If I really felt that I was the better candidate. Yeah. You but, are, trust me. <laughs> I don't care what position you talk about. <laughs> yeah, but there there have been times that I've been passed over for promotions, but I knew the other person... You know, I felt like they were better qualified. So. Yeah. And the other way it can manifest itself in, in some people is, um, like, I, like I said, you're constantly trying to reach or do what the other person is doing. So it's unproductive. And so what I don't like about it is 
it takes my focus away from not just thanking, thanking the Lord for what he's doing, but God, what are you doing in my life, mm-hmm. in my life? Like, where are you taking me and what do you need me to focus on? And so you're constantly shifting because depending on who's around, oh, look, they got it's it's about the relationship. And then it's about, oh, no, look, their house is together. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Versus just a calmness and a focus on it's where the Lord has me today and what he's doing in me today. And so my next question for myself is, what do I do about it? Especially since it's more of a heart condition. We're talking about a a sin issue all of us up in here have, and Brian's over here trying to help me get real. And before we talk about ways to fight envy, we're going to really diagnose where Brian's at because he thought he was, you know, getting all real, but he didn't get specific about the ways that he struggles with envy. And Randa says, I'm waiting for y'all to figure this out and share it with me. She says, 61 years old and still working on my shortcomings. I wasn't working on envy until I turned on the radio this morning. No, but that's how, honestly, if you truly accept the idea that you're a sinner that needs Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. You're not going to be the one that goes, wow, envy. I don't. I don't think I struggle with that. Yeah, I yeah. conquered that years ago. And if you say that, you're struggling with pride, so you better repent. <laughs> For real, and lying, and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> hey, Kathy, what are ways you fight hey. envy? So it's interesting that Brian just said talked about the struggle with pride because for me and my journey with envy, it really did come down to an issue of pride. Um, even when Ron was talking about being overlooked for a promotion. Yeah, okay, we can see that when we see the other person's more qualified, but when we think we're the more qualified, what Mm. is that really? It's pride. It's believing that we know better than what God himself knows, and he knows where we need to be, right? Who needs to be in that position? And sometimes we need to stay in a position to accomplish his glory and his work. So for me, it's still a journey, right? I really resonate with that caller who said they've been fighting this a long time, but um, and, and for me, pride also came back to an issue of gratitude, right? Because I didn't, yeah. Yeah. well, I don't know how, if I can verbalize this correctly. I was walking into work one day and I was part-time struggling, struggling to find a full-time job um, and walked next to a coworker who said, how are you doing today? And I said, oh, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? And he said, well, I'm just so blessed to be so great. Glad to be here. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought my gut reaction was, well, of course you're glad to be here. You are full-time with benefits. I mean, that was a simple thought that came right through my mind. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit conviction fell on me in that moment. said, you know me, but yet you don't praise me. I don't even know if this person over here knew the Lord or not, Mm. but yet he could give gratitude. And God convicted my heart, and I started to just go on this repentful journey of saying, Lord, whatever it is, whatever it is you have in front of me, I'm not going to be concerned about what my neighbor has or doesn't have whether I think she doesn't have it all together, she does. I'm going to be free in you, and I'm going to try to open the door to help the people around me who are striving after you to be free in you as well. And, you know, he has unleashed the floodgates because it's just so much easier to walk this life when we recognize none of it's about us. Isn't it kind of shocking, though, to realize how much we struggle with those sins we thought we'd figured out? Yeah. You're like, wow, envy. And yeah. I I mean, I'm this way too. I'm like, wow, I don't know if I struggle with that or not. Lord, will you show me? And then you go home and you're like, like wow, all okay. over the place? <laughs> I guess real. I struggle with that. There's a real quick check to determine if you struggle with pride. And that is if somebody shows you a, a picture of a group photo and you're in the group photo. And if you look to see how you appear in that photo, then you struggle with pride. 
Oh my goodness, I'm so guilty. My sisters and I do that. We'll like we'll take pictures, the group pictures, and then we'll pass the phone around to make sure and we'll laugh at each other because we'll say, I bet you you just looked at yourself when you just approved that picture. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so messed up, Kathy. Would you tell your own friends, hey, I, like in conversations, would you feel comfortable admitting you struggle with envy? Oh, yeah, yeah. My friends know pretty, pretty well what they struggle with. Wow. Our, our Bible study has been tagged in our church as, as being called the Hot Mess Group. Oh, man. <laughs> but see, that's I the kind of group that, that yeah, but see, that, that makes it appealing yes. because what you have is a group of honest people. Mm-hmm. Trying to trip, it, you know, not trip as much when they're following Jesus. Right, and one of the gals in the group says, "Well, we're not a mess. We're just a message in process. We just oh, go. taking our mess, making it his message." So I like yeah, that's that. Good. Thank you, Kathy. What is it about that one that's so hard? You know what I feel though is like if I tell my friends, which hello, um, good morning, I'm telling you, is you feel like you'll turn into that friend they can't trust. Like everybody will be watching their back. Like you better watch out with Janelle. That envy <laughs> one's danger. <laughs> you know, it's a danger. You it don't sounds- want to hear my answer. Go ahead. I think the ones that are hardest for us to admit and talk about are the ones we might struggle with the most. You think so? Wouldn't it be? Hmm. I don't know. Like where would the hesitation come from to reveal? Right. I mean, I, we all struggle with it. I think it just sounds messed up, you know, because it involves somebody else. You know, when but you. But we are messed up. Yeah. I and mean, we, I don't know. Involving yeah. other people. Like our sin not only in, in, infects us, but it infects the world around us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So then you said, since you're saying, oh, yeah, let's keep it real, you didn't get specific <laughs> on. Your, how, how much you time struggle? you got? Okay, go ahead. I could give you a, give you one the, the ridiculous nature of my continual envy, right? Okay. When uh, so when I when I got to Northeast Ohio, I really wanted a, a riding lawnmower because I was just convinced that's what I needed. Sarah yeah. thought it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a riding lawnmower here. Everybody's got big yards. Yeah. And so Sarah thought it was ridiculous, but she didn't volunteer to mow the yard, right? No, she didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I found out, like, if you know mowers, after five years in Broadview Heights, I, over five years, I only had 70 hours on my mower because my grass, like, didn't grow. It was a total waste of time. Yeah. But now that I moved to Garrettsville, it's like, wow, this, uh, me and this junkie riding lawnmower, everybody around me has got a zero turn. Oh man! How can I possibly make it? I, I right. look at these people over here. They, yeah. they, they can make it. I can't make it. Mm-hmm. I'm envious of all their zero. Everyone's got one, and yours has seventy hours on it already. Now I'm like a two hundred. <laughs> yeah, after oh, a couple yeah. Of weeks, but yeah. So it's that. It's you know, there's always somebody with a better car. There's always somebody with a better job or making more money or doing whatever. Like, and that, and then there's part of me that's envious of that. Do you think we'll always struggle with it? Yes. There's not. Like a point where you're like, man, I, I... Jesus conquered sin. I didn't. Yeah. I think I'll improve in my ability to be less envious. Yeah. But I don't think I have the, the ability at all oh, to yeah. conquer envy. Yeah. I have the ability to cling to Christ and confess and repent mm-hmm. when I'm struck with sin. Yeah. Hey, Laura in Willoughby Hills, what are your thoughts? Well, one of the things that I was thinking about is the fact that I think more with envy is that whole pride thing the other caller was talking about mm-hmm. in that 
um, the things when we look at someone else and we they they do things or they say things or they act a certain way that really annoys us. I think that it's because those are the things in ourselves, like the other person said, that it's those are the things I think that we need to look at in our own selves. So, you know, somebody who has chronic issues with tardiness or something like that, yeah, you know, and, and yeah. it just annoys me to death. Am I that person? Do I do that same thing? Probably. So I think it's just one of those things that the people who annoy us the most are the ones that we, and the traits in those people, I think those are the things that we ourselves might want to look at that yeah. it annoys us probably because we are the ones who are suffering from that. So yeah. it's, it's more of a pride thing. Like you, you don't want to admit that the things they're doing are the same things you're doing mm-hmm. instead of being envious. It's more that I'm better than them and I'm not doing those things, but really you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and in fact, my, my wife, Sarah kind of has pointed that out to me over the years. It's the, 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 the kids, in my family slash the traits in my kids that annoy me the most are the ones they got from me. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, she'll look at me and go, you know, you do yeah. that. No, I don't. Oh my goodness. I got kids like that, but I, can I just say that I got a kid that acts just like Lent and it drives them nuts. And it's just so hilarious. And I got like, I got some issues and my kids reflect it, but it's funny when you see it in another person. Cause it's you're obvious. like, are you serious? <laughs> It's obvious. Yes. What is wrong with them? Yeah, yeah. And yet to us, we're yeah. blind to it. Oh, yeah, exactly. The envy blinds us. Yeah. Neil in Minerva, what are your thoughts? Uh, this is something that I struggle with, and there's a verse that has helped me a lot. Oh, good. It's, uh, it, it deals with contentment. So it's uh, be content with such things as you have. So when you're not content with what you have, uh, it's easier to envy what someone else has. Yeah. What's the address of that passage? Do you know? Like, where where can we find that one? I'm thinking it was Solomon, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so it could be in the Proverbs or something, or Ecclesiastes, maybe. I I, I believe it was Proverbs. We will try to find that. Can you say it again, and we'll we'll look for it. Be content with such things as ye have. Okay, we will look that one up. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great one, and uh, I. I think you're right. In, in many ways, seeking contentment is like the antidote yeah. to envy. And it's worked for you in some measure? Yes, quite a bit. I'm, I'm actually very happy when I see other people have nice things. And it, it, I mean, I'm really happy for them. Good. Oh, that's really good. That's where we want to try to try to make it at least, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So, that's really good. Great thoughts, Neil. Thanks so much for that. That verse is in Hebrews 13, where it oh. says, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. I know that Hebrews in 13, five. Yeah, okay. 13, five, first Timothy six also talks about but godliness with contentment is great gain. And one of my favorites is in Philippians, where Paul says, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I love that one. But I was going to say, in terms of ways that I have found, I got a couple, maybe you can, um, you have some, but ways that I found to help me with it, and I'm glad that you told me we're never going to conquer it, because I I do it, and the next day it's like, oh, here I go again, fighting the same. (laughs) It's like you're running in place. Well, the, the, there are people who th- who believe in what what is it like progressive sanctification, where like you can get to the point where you're basically just a, a quarter step below Jesus, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not one of those people. Yeah, I'm I think that I not. can get closer to Jesus, and that I can get better at battling against sin, yeah. and get like what Neil was talking about, 
mm-hmm. get better at being happy for other people who yes. have better things than me. Yeah. But I don't believe I'm ever going to conquer envy. That's actually one of the things that I think, and, and I'll share that later. But the first one is, and Kathy mentioned it and a couple other people, in terms of being thankful. And in, th- in Thessalonians, I think it's First Thessalonians, it talks about be thankful in all circumstances. So like... It's connected to contentment in terms of like where whatever it is that you wherever you are and whatever it is that you have to be thankful. One of the ways I used to do it is like keeping a thankful journal. So if it's like every day, I I used that was a routine I did. Maybe other people don't have to do that, but just being thankful, I would make lists of things like three or five things every day that I'm thankful for, and it helped me. I did this in the morning. It helped me shift my focus. Because I think we live in a culture where in pursuit and like the work attitude and progressing and trying to grow and develop, we're always focused on what do I need? What what do I need to pursue? What are the things that I got to work for versus, no, let me start off by saying, man, look at everything I have and thank you, Lord, period. And being Mm -hmm. good with that and making that a routine. So I like that. Uh, gratitude, but then also not just, and and Neil kind of pointed to this, being happy for what people get, but especially in areas where you're envious, telling the person I'm happy for you, Mm. praying for the person that the Lord will give them more. And I've actually like tried this and it kind of works. Like if, you know, if they got a new car or if their relationship is great, when you feel that stinging feeling or whatever, especially if it's a friend, calling them or talking to them and saying, wow, like I can learn so much about your relationship. That is so great. You guys are so good at encouraging each other, you and your husband, or you're so lovable. That's so inspiring. It kind of helps a little bit dissolve some of that feeling and then praying for them so that the Lord will bless them. I know that's one thing that's helped me. And it kind of is connected to the urgency of envy, which is like the opposite of loving your neighbor. When you sit on it and let it kind of grow in your heart, your neighbor and your friend can almost become like your enemy. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so fighting against that and and saying it out loud, like, man, I'm happy cheering for the person is is like out loud and letting them know I'm on your team. That's so cool that you're growing or that you're doing whatever it is. So now here's a curveball I want to throw at you guys. Okay. To what extent are people I'm going to call Christian fakers responsible for me stumbling into envy? Mm. As in, you know, Jesus has talked about it's it's better to have a millstone tied to your ankle and be thrown in a river than cause yeah. someone to stumble. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the person who constantly only highlights the very best parts of their life and never reveals their struggles, yeah. aren't they in some ways promoting envy? I think we want to, now that you say that, part of the envy thing is wanting people to see you as the best. And to see you as like the 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 one who has everything. So I think you can't. There's a part of wanting to create envy in other people, right? Because then they want to be. We do social media does that. Pride, you, pr- pride is yes. is like you're saying. I want people to be envious of me. I think so. Yeah. Even though I'm struggling so yes. much. Now and I'm it not could to come say from it's, insecurity. You may have your own struggles that's right. creating that, but it's sinful to do that. I think you have to be careful, though, at what point are you getting into the situation where you're blaming, how to say this, 
blaming the victim, like saying, right. yeah. oh, it's the woman's fault that she got raped because she oh, wore yeah, yeah. a miniskirt. Right, right, right. And it's really, that's irrelevant. The dude is responsible for his actions and the coveter is responsible. But that's why I, I think I, I, I leaned on the idea of to what extent, because you're mm-hmm. right, Ron, the minute you give them more causation than yourself, you're falling into a new kind of sin. Mm-hmm. And maybe but, we don't have to, maybe it's not about you saying we are part of my issue or you're creating my problem. I think we can also speak to the person that's doing that. Like we spoke with like me, for example, you struggle with envy, uh-huh. but then I'm also guilty. And there are others who are guilty of you. Cre- you're creating almost intentionally envy in others. And that's bad as well. You oh, see yeah. what I'm saying? And so it's just calling out the sin of we have to address that. Yeah, and it's one of the irritations in Christian life that got me into ministry was I was so sick of hearing Christian radio hosts in particular fake it that their lives are perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that can cause people to stumble in some ways. Not it, not, not the cause of it by yeah. any means, but, it, but it, can, it can contribute to sin in people's lives. And I think it's a distortion and a lie about the gospel. Yeah. If you want to lie about the gospel... Make everybody think your life's perfect. Yeah. Why? Right, because the then gospel. you don't need Jesus. <laughs> right, exactly. If you want people to think you don't need Jesus, then you are misrepresenting the gospel of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. So find a I don't know what it looks like, but we all need to find ways to be vulnerable and be open and honest about what struggles we do have and what our failures are, because that will point them to Christ. Yeah. So again, Ron's right. Don't go too far down the road of it's yeah. the other guy's oh, fault yeah. that I'm envious. But to the extent that you've met the person who's never really had a problem, they're liars. And they're causing people to stumble. Right. Hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So go ahead. Look down. Hit that button right there and subscribe. And you'll get updated episodes. And then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us out. How? A five-star rating. Hello. You can also hang with us live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Download the Moody Radio mobile app and you're able to connect with us. Or just go to brianandjanelle.org. And listen, we didn't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, Alan Perry, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.